I think I, I know just about everybody on the call, but for those of you uh, I have not met yet, my name is Casey Nugent. Um, I uh, work in ITS and the Lincoln campus specifically. Um, my area of focus is with um, analytics development and support. Um, until very recently, we were grouped under the academic technologies umbrella of ITS at the Lincoln campus and uh, have more recently split out to be kind of our own area. So uh, as I said, uh, analytics has taken, uh, it continues to grow even as our team uh, has uh, continued to shrink. We've undergone several substantial organizational changes today, um, but we have some pretty fantastic new tools. And one of those being the Unison data platform that I'll talk about. Um, before I uh, jump into that, I wanna uh, maybe preface with a couple different kinds of questions that we could think about. Um, I'm trying to move my Zoom windows out of the way here. There we go. All right, so, uh, and these are all actual questions that we've had probably over the last um, couple months, if not the last couple weeks. Um, so, and in the case of some hypothetical, say, uh, global pandemic event, um, some of the questions that might come up are, what are the adoption rates of Canvas within the university system? Uh, that is to say, what proportion of our courses are heavily leveraging uh, Canvas for teaching, uh, teaching courses? Um, another issue that might come up is, uh, what proportion of actively enrolled students have not engaged with the LMS within the past week? Are these students that are following uh, through the cracks or are, do we need to find ways to reach out to them? Uh, what kinds of activities should we take? And then on, on the perhaps more um, research side, uh, pedagogical side, are students who actively use Canvas more likely to be successful in their academic technology or academic activities than those who do not? So, um, as I said, those are quite a few questions that kind of uh, stimulate the area interest um, around the Unison data platform. And I think that's kind of where we'll have um, the bulk of discussion today. So the, the agenda for the next, oh, I don't know, 20 minutes or so is to first briefly introduce Unison. I think most people are, are um, accustomed or familiar with Unison at this point, but I will I'll just provide a little bit of background for those who are not. Then we'll talk a little bit more about what the Unison data platform really is, what it can do, uh, where we are with it as an institution, and then how it can be used by your respective teams. So uh, first, uh, what is Unison? Uh, Unison is essentially a consortium of 13 higher ed institutions. Uh, the University of Nebraska is one of the uh, founding members. Uh, the Unison was founded in about 2014, and it came out, arose out of a need to um, solve some shortcomings that um, higher ed institutions were finding within industry. Uh, higher ed didn't really have a collective voice within industry and was finding a lot of solutions didn't really meet the needs that they had. And so um, by coming together um, collectively, we were able to provide a little bit more weight behind our requests and behind our needs. So through that, um, these institutions have been, uh, through Unison, able to focus a little bit more on things like learner success, uh, access and affordability questions, as well as developing 
um, or at least taking advantage of existing open standards to develop um, solutions that more readily plug in uh, to multiple different places. Um, at the, the easiest thing to point to when people ask what Unison is, is uh, the savings that we get just by being Unison membership. Um, so I, I put that here just so we can kind of, um, I guess, get that out of the way. Um, the, the savings are substantial. We get uh, quite a bit more back in what we save by using products through Unison than what we pay into Unison to be members. And on top of that, as I mentioned previously, we have additional influence with vendors that we would not otherwise have. Um, the, the member schools for Unison are fantastic collaborators, and uh, we've worked with uh, several of those or um, engaged several of those on different, um, I guess, practical and research-related questions. Um, University of Michigan, uh, with some LTI work they're doing, and uh, we've had uh, previous engagements with Iowa. So Unison doesn't uh, only provide access to um, tools that are already out on the market, but um, it and its membership have developed tools for uh, its own members, and those include uh, Unison Engage, uh, which is kind of a course uh, content building tool, a textbook ordering tool, uh, the Unison Data Warehouse, as well as the Unison Data Unison data platform. And so uh, the Unison uh, data warehouse really is the precursor uh, to the Unison data platform. And I should probably talk a little bit about that before we uh, jump into the UDP. So what the Unison data warehouse did was it um, took a lot of access that, uh, it provided access into the Canvas learning management system. Um, but in a stable and, um, in theory, scalable manner. I don't know how many of you have worked with uh, Canvas data before, but especially through the API, um, the, the performance was pretty low. Uh, we found that uh, Instructor tended to redefine parameters into the Canvas API uh, relatively frequently, and it was difficult to develop uh, applications and uh, uses that we weren't having to commonly um, revisit and fix. And so the Unison Data Warehouse, in theory, was to uh, address some of those needs. In practice, however, the Unison Data Warehouse performance was uh, pretty slow. I don't know that it was any better. It may have been uh, actually slower than uh, Canvas data use. Uh, so I, we never used it heavily at the Lincoln campus. I'm not aware um, of other groups that have used it heavily within the system. Um, and so we were able to jump into the next iteration of the Unison Data Warehouse, which is the Unison Data Platform. Um, to call, I guess, the UDP an iteration on the Unison Data Warehouse is a bit of an understatement. Um, it is kind of a bottom-up re-envisioning of the entire data environment. Uh, essentially what it is, though, is its, its goals are to serve the same kinds of purpose. Um, it wants to expose uh, learning management system data. Um, in a way that will allow uh, research and analysts and developers uh, to put together some meaningful interpretations of that data. And one uh, critical component that the UDW did not have, but the UDP does, is um, close, tight integration with student information system data. Um, 
Unison accomplishes this through its own internal Unison comma data model, which is uh, a highly relational data schema uh, as opposed to the Canvas data, um, and itself uh, is then built on the um, Common Education Data Standards, which was developed by the Department of Education. Now, the UDP is split into two fundamental components. The, the primary component uh, that we'll be talking about today is the context store. Uh, this is essentially all kind of knowledge related uh, data about uh, the LMS, about students, um, about courses, about activities um, that are encapsulated within the source. And the other that we'll talk about um, you know, in just a moment briefly is the event data. So uh, within the context store, we have access to Canvas level modules, um, course pages, assignments, um, conversations, uh, discussions, and quizzes. Just about anything you can imagine uh, within the Canvas system is available through the UDP. In addition to that, we also have um, most everything that could be possibly of interest within a learning analytics contest from the student information system. So that's including student demographic data, high school information, degree, major, minor, specialization, um, course history, uh, course information, course registration information. Uh, we're still working on this at the Lincoln campus, but it will have um, campus building and room information, and of course, grade information. Um, and then I should also mention that there is grade book information available from the Canvas course data as well. So that allows us to do um, some comparison, should we want. All right, the event store, uh, we have not jumped uh, firmly into yet. We are just getting our feet wet with the event store, so I cannot speak very knowledgeably about it at this point. I do know that it aligns, uh, aligns with other industry standards like Caliper and XAPI. Um, and the goal there is that uh, the event store will store and provide information about any interaction with the LMS. So we're, uh, uh, with every event record that's kept is the course, the person, the event, the event time, and the time that the record was stored. So um, in theory, we would be able to use these to answer questions like how did the student track um, uh, through a course, what things, what was this essentially their click path, uh, what things um, did they do in what order. Uh, we were able to actually use some data out of Canvas data uh, a couple years ago um, to do some similar kind of work and show a high degree of correlation between uh, path complexity and student outcomes for a, a handful of courses, but um, that kind of work was uh, highly inefficient to pull that out of the database. So um, we've not done a whole lot more with it. It essentially takes hours and sometimes um, days to run some of those queries. So we've postponed that until we get the event store information going. And um, it is uh, through tools like uh, BigQuery, Google's BigQuery, um, it's, um, we hope that we can perform some of that work a lot more efficiently. Um, if you're interested in learning more about the UDP data schema, data structures, etc., um, you're welcome to look it up at the docs.udp.unison.org. All right, so now um, I'll talk a little bit about uh, what we can accomplish with the UDP. And I alluded to some questions on the first slide. Uh, in essence, uh, through the UDP, it's, it's 
trivial almost to provide practical tools for students, instructors, advisors, and administrators. And we've had um, questions from almost all of these groups um, uh, on a number of different topics. So uh, one thing uh, that we're going to be looking to uh, pretty soon is what potentially conflicting deliverables do students have in other courses. So if a faculty is looking at when to make an assignment due or uh, when to schedule the assignment overall, um, they could hypothetically pull up um, the overlapping commitments a student has and pick uh, perhaps a time that might work better for those students' assignments. Uh, one question that um, an instructor uh, posed, I think this was just about a month or two ago, was wanting to know, have my students actually read the materials that I'm about to give a lecture uh, on? And so we uh, could uh, potentially use UDP to answer that question. It would certainly impact uh, where they emphasize uh, the bulk of their time during the lecture or if they need to switch gears altogether. Uh, we could hypothetically answer questions for advisors. Uh, how's my advisee managing the overall course load? Is there a different course plan I could recommend that might make things easier for them? Um, is there, do I need to reach out to them and uh, check to see how things are going? Uh, a, a question that we had from um, an associate dean was, are my faculty, faculty act actively using uh, Canvas? And this was uh, prior to even all the COVID-related uh, activities that have been going on. So uh, we would be able to use um, UDP data um, to help, um, I guess, uh, departmental and college administration determine how to best uh, support their faculty with Canvas use. And then another question we've had a couple times now is what does ethnicity and diversity look like in my classroom? So. And so I want to give a, a particular uh, case example of how we are using tools like Tableau to answer this question. And so I want to talk about something that uh, we've termed so far UNL analytics, but this is uh, an LTI that can be um, installed anywhere and can be labeled anything. So uh, we hope to make this available to the system as they uh, begin rolling out UDP. Uh, across the system, um, and um, that's why I've used the your, your name here. Um, so uh, in essence, we're able to provide contextually sensitive Tableau dashboards directly within Canvas, which is pretty exciting. Um, I know you're all thinking it's unbelievable, so I'll show you the evidence here. So I, uh, I had hoped uh, to possibly do a live demonstration. Instead, I have screen captures uh, just to show everybody because I don't want to, um, I guess I would, for, until we get some solid dummy data created, I want to preserve student privacy. But um, for this very exciting basket weaving course, uh, we can see just a sample of some of the dashboards that are potentially available to that instructor. Uh, the one in particular that I'll show next is the student performance overview. Um, so an instructor would pull this up and then be able to see for their particular course um, the overall uh, activities that students are engaged in within that course. And this specific dashboard, which was just a sampling, uh, the kinds of things that we could put together using uh, something like the UDP, we can see average submission time for each of those different activities, um, the different scores for those activities, and then the fraction or proportion of students that actually have submitted those assignments. And that was just 
the, the one of six uh, between the UDP and, and the LTI, we're able to uh, have quite a bit of flexibility for generating uh, this kind of information. And because this is the dev forum, so I, I apologize. I firmly believe that uh, we should keep the developers forum on a technical side. Um, I have no longer have most of my technical skills. Um, so I apologize that I'm not going to be able to give a very in-depth technical talk today, but um, I will highlight uh, some of the things that uh, different members of our team have contributed to. Um, and so the first of which would be our learning analytics analyst who has created the dashboards uh, using UDP in a Tableau-based project. Um, based on that, we, uh, to, so this, I want to, I guess show the overall process that we took to uh, take those dashboards and embed them within Canvas. So this, what you see um, on this slide is essentially a template for doing that, a template for perhaps building um, an LTI uh, that would deliver uh, data and dashboards. So uh, what we did after creating those dashboards was establish a trusted connection between the Tableau server and a pass-through server. Um, uh, which uh, Alan Nelson, who is on this call, is did a lot of really fantastic and I'm immensely uh, fantastic work. I'm immensely grateful for his help on that. So um, we spent quite a while uh, early on trying to figure out how we we're going to make this work, and it's uh, working pretty smoothly now. So thank you, Alan. Uh, essentially, though, we once the the dashboards are created, and we've got the connection established. We have to um, uh, essentially create a parameter configuration file um, that will define the LTI, sets uh, the access level, um, tells it where to put the LTI in the menu, and then sets things like styling. So some pretty basic stuff. Um, following that, uh, we have a, a dashboard a PHP page that basically encapsulates the dashboard, and it passes uh, the parameters to Tableau. Um, this uh, dashboard is what is referenced by the parameter configuration file, which is then in turn um, defined uh, as an LTI within Canvas. So it, it was pretty tricky to get all this going the first time, but uh, like just about anything you do the first time, doing it the second time is much easier. Um, and so what else can we do with the UDP? Um, I've had probably within the, I think the last two, two months, I've had two different faculty ask about UDP uh, for creating uh, grant funded research opportunities. So um, different kinds of questions that come up to there uh, within that scope. And one thing that I mentioned earlier was the overall relationship of student activity within the LMS and student outcomes or student performance, academic performance. Uh, some other questions that have come up and one that we had looked into um, with the old Canvas data was how does discussion for forum activity correlate with student outcomes? Um, the ones that will be coming up over the next uh, months and probably longer is how is online learning uh, shaped by substantial external factors and how are different schools uh, leveraging uh, this data to make determinations about how to reach uh, their students best? Um, and that is probably uh, another significant benefit or feature of uh, utilizing the UDP is that 
all those member institutions that have um, set up and configured UDP have the ability to reach out with each other um, and Unizenit will offer kind of as an intermediary uh, to collaborate on research activities together. So um, anybody at the University of Nebraska could collaborate with any of those other member institutions on research and, and produce some pretty interesting stuff. Um, so what could it do? Um, so the, the UDP was built to be uh, fairly extensible. Um, we are, we'll look at some point probably at including some of our um, digital learning commons exam reservation data so that uh, uh, we could pull in data about um, how students are reser reserving space and time to take an exam. Um, we can look to see does is procrastination a factor or not? I think um, some of our faculty have indicated that, that some of those issues don't seem to stick out as much as uh, one would anticipate they would, and this would be an easy way to really start uh, diving into that. Uh, we can also pull in, uh, we have a basically a check-in system as students uh, attend different events on campus. We will be able to pull in uh, that student attendance system. It's not classroom attendance per se, but event attendance um, into that, uh, into the UDP. Uh, we could hypothetically explore pull, pulling in classroom personal response system data as well. Um, at some point conceivably, we could, um, apply UDP directly within other applications. Uh, I mentioned the, the Nebraska app, which is the mobile application that we use at in the Lincoln campus. And there's going to be a ton of other stuff um, I haven't even thought of yet. So, so where are we with it? Um, we, we began implementation early summer last year, almost a year ago. And in August, we had um, quite a few folks from across the system and come together to uh, essentially build a roadmap, a plan, and a prioritization for how we get the UDP implemented. Um, the, uh, each of the, the campuses are at different stages with that. Um, UNK has completed their uh, data mappings and they are uh, intending to work on their implementation uh, next, implementing those mappings. Um, I, um, I'm not, hopefully that's something we can uh, revisit in the fall, and so I will need to coordinate with them um, to find some time to do that. UNL has completed the mappings and is uh, currently importing 193 of the uh, roughly 226 available data elements. There are actually a few more data elements available that just are not defined within the university context. I think it's like 200 and 50 or 60 total. Uh, we can do 226 of those for now. So. Uh, Pretty good. We actually have a meeting coincidentally later today to divine, define a prioritization for those uh, remaining elements. UNMC is in the process of defining data mappings and uh, I, last I spoke uh, with Matt, I think they were hoping that we could find some time to revisit that in the fall. And UNO is uh, hard at work currently finalizing validation of the first 160 uh, elements. So, they are roughly 71% of the way complete with their data elements. 
Now, if anybody would like to use uh, the UDP for any of their projects, um, the first thing that you ought to consider is that you will need campus from one of your two data stewards. And so Unison has requested that everybody wanting to use, uh, everybody wanting to implement uh, the UDP designate two stewards at their campuses. Um, we have agreed at the August meeting that essentially this one would be in the office of the registrar and the other would be in the institutional research um, or IEA or OIE office. Um, so I think those have been the registrar and the uh, IR, IEA, OIE director uh, thus far. And so once uh, you've got written approval from uh, those, one of those two individuals then um, using will configure access for you. They have a pretty quick turnaround. I think it's almost always been same day uh, in every case so far. But then you would want to connect through the UDP to the UDP through a PostSQL DB connection. Um, another alternative, we've set up some local data marts at the Lincoln campus um, to further improve in performance. Um, and we'd be um, happy to work with others to set up more of those. Um, in our case, we used an MSSQL database, so uh, that's been working well for us. And then, uh, of course, if you want to use data visualization tool like Tableau, um, it will connect uh, directly to the Postgres um, database or the MSSQL database. Um, so I guess in summary, this has been an exciting project. We've had new levels of data integration we've not had available before. Never before have we had uh, LMS data and SIS data available in the same tool. So that's, um, <laughs> on, on the surface, it seems um, almost tr trivial uh, and kind of a thought experiment -y sort of way, but the actual details about pulling it together have been a tremendous amount of work and uh, we're finding that it's opening a whole lot of new doors for us that are pretty exciting. As I mentioned, there the new research opportunities already um, as faculty are finding out about the UDP. Um, we've had new uh, requests for helping to um, provide information and data that could be used for grant-funded research. And then uh, the new tools uh, like the Tableau uh, LTI dashboards that we'll be rolling out in the fall. Uh, pretty exciting and we've had got a couple of faculty already using um, those uh, dashboards in a beta capacity and have been pretty excited about that. So with that, um, I would like to open it up for questions, please. Yeah, this is Matt Calloway from UNMC. Um, the question that came to my mind is, is the, is Unison going to just include active student data or is it going to include um, like past student data or applicants who were not admitted and like, where's the limit on what it includes? Uh, that is a great question. So we made the decision that we would move, we would incorporate all student data um, fall 2018 and forward. Now, I believe, I don't recall if we had students uh, that were not admitted in that grouping, um, but I think that the, the Unison data model allows for that. Um, I, can't I can't quite recall, I seem to, 
I seem to remember thinking that uh, we were not including those at the university system, but that would be something I need to double check. Okay, thank you. Yep, thank you. Any other questions? Hey Casey, maybe maybe I just missed this, um, but a real quick question. I, I saw several times there that it alluded to one of the questions was, um, do my do my students do better who who actively use Canvas? And uh, have there been any results really published around some of those questions with regards to that? Yes, there there has been some research uh, to that effect, and in general, um, it looks like there's a correlation. But where it's exactly defined, um, I think. I probably just need to do a little bit more research to, to determine. Um, I think one of the questions that we run in, or that researchers run into, is that courses um, are defined so differently, uh, learning management systems function so differently, um, how instructors utilize those systems is so different. Uh, the the way that the data is described in those systems is different. So it makes it really difficult often to do side-by-side um, -side comparisons. And I, I know that we've already run into that just in our limited work that, that we've seen here. But uh, the research that I have seen so far indicates that there is a correlation between uh, increased level of student engagement in the LMS and um, the overall academic performance of those students. But how, how, what the exact nature of that relationship is, I think is still kind of up in the air. Okay. 